Hello, everyone. Welcome to this episode of the Dill Assistant Nation podcast powered by Ignite DA. My name is Kevin Henry. I am the co-founder of Ignite DA. And as always, thank you for joining us. I'm really excited for this conversation because there's a lot of questions out there about dental assistance, what's going on in the job industry, what's going on with, you know, the job around the country. And what better person to talk to about that than Laura Scarnulis, who is the CEO of Danby and the Dale Foundation. Hey, Laura, how are you today? Hello, Kevin. Thank you so much for having me. I am doing really well, and I'm very glad we are talking about this topic today. You know, it, it's a hot one, you know, I, and I know everywhere you go or where I go, we get asked the same questions. So I thought, you know, today would be a great day for us to dive into this. But I also want to make sure if there's anything you want to share about yourself before we dive into the topic so our listeners can lo- know a little bit more about you. Yeah, I'd be happy to. Thanks so much. So I am Laura Scarnulis. I am the CEO of Danby and the Dale Foundation. I've been in this role. It'll be two years in August. I can't believe it. Um, (laughs) I have, um, before I came here, I spent eight and a half years at the American Board of Medical Specialties, which was the uh, standard setting organization for the uh, medical specialty boards and uh, did some really interesting um, things uh, there, including um, updating and modernizing the recertification process for uh, physicians. So uh, patient care and ensuring that patients and the communities that they serve um, have can trust and have faith in what the their providers know and that they're keen, keeping up to date and are highly qualified to perform uh, their roles is really important to me. So I was, I'm really excited to be here uh, and doing great work with so many great partners at Danby and the Dale Foundation and, of course, with our board and our, our fantastic staff <laughs> to really ensure that the dental assistants have everything they need and the dental profession has what they need so the patients can feel confident and comfortable going to get good care. And on behalf of so many people out there, thank you for doing that because I know one of the things working with Danby and Dale for for decades now has been you all help elevate the profession. And and that's truly one of the things that I've always admired about the work that Danby and Dale does. You, you know, you mentioned you came in two years ago, and obviously the world has changed a little in the last two years. And, and we know that, as we mentioned in the opener, the workforce shortage is one of the biggest questions that is out there right now. How do you see Danby and Dale, the Dale Foundation, addressing this shortage? And, and what do you think can be done to kind of uh, maybe turn things around sometime? Well, yes, it is. Uh, when I came into this role, uh, the, that was the underlying, I shouldn't even say underlying, it was the top of mind topic when I was doing my listening tour with um, all sorts of stakeholders uh, in getting acclimated into the community. Um, you know, there's several reports of the shortage of dental assistance, and they started surfacing several years ago. But the issue has definitely gotten worse over the last three years, I would say. And we hear from so many dental assistants who love the work and helping patients, but really they find it unsustainable in many situations uh-huh. to continue working in dental assisting, primarily due to the wages not meeting the rising cost of living, which we're seeing in so many different professions and industries, um, that, that that's a primary reason. And also, I think that there's just an overall overall um, lack of consistency and uh, investment for the dental assistants in the dental practices. 
I think that it's happening in many places, but I, I think where you're seeing a lot of the um, the shortages are in places where they haven't built a pipe, build a pipeline, uh-huh. uh, as well as really brought um, focus about value of education and certification and and growing the the dental assistants professionally. So we saw those as opportunities. Yes, they're challenges and. Um, the profession's in a bit of a crisis. I think we would all agree upon that. But we ended up um, bringing stakeholders together last year uh, and focused on this very issue. We brought over 20 different organizations together. And out of that came some very key imperatives, which we've built into our strategic plan. Um, and if I could just really quickly, I'll, I'll say our five pillars. They're, they're oh, very course. clear. Yeah, they're very succinct. And so First of all, we want to raise awareness about dental assisting as a career and the value of the role that the dental assistants play. And I'll tell you that we have many news, newer stakeholders, folks that we haven't worked with in the past as much, that are very interested in working with us and partnering with us on that. Um, increasing the access and awareness, excuse me, uh, to education and credentials for dental assistants. Um, we're going to be leading, we are leading with diversity, equity, and inclusion so that dental assistants and the patients they serve have access and representation. We know that the communities that these dental practices are in um, have a variety of diversity. And we want to make sure when you have the dental assistants who are 360,000 strong throughout the country, at least that was before um, some of the more recent shortage um, implications, they are the the largest population in the dental practice. So we need to make sure that people see themselves in those individuals that are helping them with patient care and taking care of them. And then most importantly, how this is all going to come together is that we're developing this professional model, which I would really say is modifying our current programs for dental assistance to support recruitment and retention over the long term by providing career pathways and a roadmap for advancement. And I can talk a little bit more about that in specifics, but I'll pause there if you have any questions on what I just mentioned. No, I I'm, I would love for you to talk about that because I think so often, you know, one of the things that, that I have heard and so many dental assistants believe is that it's a stepping stone profession. And, and, and so I'm so thankful that Dan B and Dale is, is keeping that tone going of this is a professional, uh, you know, career and it's something that you should be able to have a lifelong career in and enjoy it. So absolutely. The pathways I think would be fascinating to hear a little bit more about. Well, yeah. So, you know, you're so right. And we know that when you have qualified trained dental assistants and our certified dental assistants through our surveys. Are, we have data that says that they are more likely than non-certified dental assistants to view dental assisting as a career, and they feel valued by their employer, and they have a higher level of job satisfaction, uh, not to mention the fact that they make 17% on average more um, mm-hmm. than a non-certified dental assistant. But what we are looking at is that dental assistants have such a wide opportunity and scope of where they can work. They can work in community health centers. They can work in FQHCs. They can work in a private practice. They can work in a dental school. Uh, their Unite, uh, Un- um, uh, University of Illinois at Chicago just announced 
that the dental assistants that they're hiring in their dental schools, they're going to be providing training, education, and um, them the opportunity to take exams where they those dental assistants don't have to pay for that. And though you were seeing more and more types of opportunities for dental assistants to be introduced to the to the career and the profession through various ways of obtaining education and training and on the job training and integrating all of that into um, into their 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 pathway into the profession. So we have to look at our our pathways. Our pathways are. We have been in existence for several years and have served the profession very well. The landscape is changing. For uh-huh. example, unfortunately, CODA accredited programs and CODA um, accredited programs enrollment is declining at a very rapid rate. And that is something that we have have had on our radar. And so we recognize the fact that there are many other dental programs out there that are coming in, like I just mentioned, whether it's a, a, a school, a dental school providing their own training and education okay. or on-the-job training or other schools coming in. So we're going to be looking at the pathway um, for uh, when you have on-the-job training combined with some sort of education, right? Because the issue is not just getting uh, dental assistants into the pipeline, but it is about getting qualified dental assistants into the pipeline. And that is what dentists and the dental practices state is their highest um, pain point, if you will, related to um, this workforce issue. And, and and I'm really glad you used that word qualified because that, that is a word that I've heard so often. And, and I know that there is a perception out there about on-the-job trained assistants. And it's, and it's been kind of lurking under the surface for a while. But I think that discussion has come up even more in recent months and years, knowing that a lot of people are looking outside the industry now to bring assistance in, train them, and then hopefully they will see and understand the value of credentialing so that they can keep that career going, even though they're on the job trained versus code of school trained. Absolutely. And, you know, we, you and I both know, and, and so many, um, so many professionals mm-hmm. out there know that credentials for dental assistants are important and valuable. And they're not just valuable to those who earn them, but they're valuable to those dental practices. You know, I I hope all the dentists and employers know that it's an investment in a dental assistant is an investment in your practice. Um, And we have the data that shows that when you train them, and there's training that can be um, parlayed with various education opportunities as well. So we just released a dental assistant curriculum framework that we offer through the Dale Foundation that is a framework which any individual or program or dental office can take this framework and walk through the various elements and components and um, of, of the various stages for becoming a dental assistant. There's everything from radiation health and safety, from infection control to um, various things related to anatomy. And, and it walks you through and it integrates the various um, hands-on learning that can go along with that. So we recognize the need for resources and tools to help all those that are interested in either becoming a dental assistant or those that are looking to train those dental assistants. 
you know, and whenever I'm I'm out on the road lecturing, whenever I'm talking to dental assistants, I always point people back to danby.org and your meet state requirements tab and what a valuable resource that is, not only for them to understand the uh, opportunities that they have in their state, but also to protect them as well, to make sure that they are not doing anything that is above the scope of law in that, in that specific state. So I, I think that's an amazing resource to give dental assistants a, a chance to see where opportunities might lie ahead. Thanks, Kevin. And we, yes, we um, that, that resource has been something that the uh, Danby and the Dale Foundation have been found great demand for and put a lot of energy and time and resources into it because as you and I both know uh there is a lot of variety throughout this uh, oh, yeah. throughout this country <laughs> exactly um I will say that uh, a couple of things one is that that's one of the reasons that we're looking at this national model we had individuals from states part of our stakeholder forum we had employers who have individuals that go back and forth or want to be relocating to other states. For example, you know, the VA um, is is an organization that has uh, individuals that are employed across the country. And having some sort of standardized um, model and uh, that they can point to and use for their organizations and with the entre- not entree, but the growth of DSOs throughout the throughout the industry, it just makes all the sense in the world. So our hope is that we are going to be working with states and we're going to be working with employers to identify what are absolute um, the ideal competencies and framework for dental assistance. So states can look to that and say, we're going to adopt that because that makes all the sense in the world. And that was developed by the profession. I also want to state that we are working with a lot of states already. Many, many states have workforce task force um, established, and we are working with them. We are thrilled that several of them have reached out to us. We have reached out to some proactively. And the collective um, and un, you know overarching theme is how do we solve this problem together? And again, that is where we believe that um, updating our pathways into the into the uh, certification, uh, programs, as well as offering opportunities for people to get into the profession in a sooner ma- sooner and get some, some credentials as they go along is something that's going to also help us um, promote this uh, career as something viable and attractive uh, for the for, for future dental assistants. That's fantastic. You know, I, I know so many dental assistants who have been in the industry for years and they get their credentials finally. And, and as you said, there's a bump in pay that, that sometimes comes along with that. But there's also a lot of more opportunities and a lot more confidence in themselves even, I would say, that comes along with that as well. So I'm, I'm very thankful for the credentialing opportunities that are out there for assistance right now through, through Dan B. and Dale Foundation. Well, thanks, Kevin. We, we agree completely. And we know that not only the more com- confident um, they really then help bring others along too, and they encourage each other. It, it's really, it, it's a remarkable community of, of, of clinicians that I have, you know, I, I, I like I said, I was in um, medicine for eight and a half years and um, just, just seeing the various components of in medicine and in dentistry and that, you know, the dental assistants that I have encountered and heard from through focus groups are some of the most committed, dedicated, 
and passionate um, patient care workers that I have encountered in my career. I'm, I'm struck by their uh, by their by their commitment, and I'm so happy that they're they're doing what they do. Amen. It has been an amazing community to, to become a part of, and, and I'm so thankful that this podcast reaches so many of them. I'm also thankful, like I said earlier, that, that DNV and Dale has been that kind of that rock uh, throughout the years uh, for these assistants to kind of know which way their careers can go. And so I want to make sure as we wrap up, certainly anything that you want to point them to on the website that might be good or, or wherever you want to make sure Dell assistants can learn more about opportunities that might lie ahead for them. I certainly want you to share that. Well, thanks so much. And we appreciate it. And, and, you know, I, I started here two years ago. And one of the reasons I was so excited about this opportunity was the, the foundation and the role and uh, credibility and reputation that both uh, Danby and the Dale Foundation have within the profession and within the community. So it's 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 been my honor to be able to um, step into this and just continue to advance everything that um, both organizations are able to offer. So through uh, DMB.org and the Dale Foundation, um, our website's on there. Uh, the Dale Foundation, as I mentioned, has this dental assisting curriculum framework. There's an overview on there for anybody that's looking to learn more about how to set up an, uh, a training and an education program. Uh, it can be offered in a variety of settings. We also have, of course, many courses on there, our uh, prep review courses for um, the DMB exams and practice tests. Uh, on, on the DMB website, though, I would say, first of all, it's it's a newer website. Both of them are newer. We uh, relaunched our, our websites with redesign, really focusing on um, uh, making the user experience more um uh, interactive and easier to use and more meaningful. But on there, we have the details of our strategic plan, as well as opportunities for people to connect with us. We want to hear and work with all sorts of individuals that are um, either dental assistants. We have um, opportunities for dental practices and dentists to work with us as we're continuing to forge forward on our on our national model. I don't know if anybody um, that's listening to this podcast happened to see um, our entree into TikTok last month when we were um, doing our dance contest for Dental Assistant Recognition Week. I'm just going to put in a little plug that we had almost 500,000 views on that. And that is that's astounding cool. to me. Is that not cool? <laughs> that is, yeah, seriously. So, yeah, I know. And and it was what was amazing was that there were uh, so many great dental assistants showing their creativity and their pride, but then there were dental practices and dentists out there doing it with them. It was just, it was really fantastic. So um, stay tuned. We're, you know, not only on our websites, but we're very present and active on social media, Instagram, as well as we have our Facebook page. We have a Facebook community and um, we're doing some more stuff on, uh, on TikTok. So please come and engage with us. We want to hear from you. I, and I and I just want to say real quickly, I love that you're going where this next generation of assistants are while also touching those who, let's just say, have been in the industry for a while as well. So I, yeah. I think that that is fantastic. And and Laura, it's it's always a pleasure to talk to you. And, and, and I'm looking forward to seeing the steps that are ahead uh, because I know that this is a great profession and, and it's got a great future as well. Well, it is my honor and pleasure. Thank you so much for having me. And I couldn't agree with you more. Um, the future is very bright. 
And we thank all of you who have listened to this podcast. We believe so strongly in the power of the Dell Assistant, and we love to bring people on who share that belief, who share that love for what you all do and the appreciation for what you all do every day in the Dell practice. Uh, certainly, please, absolutely, please check out danby.org. Please check out the website for the Dale Foundation. We will link both of those in the show notes so that you'll have those available just to click on and go directly to. But until next time, whenever we meet again here on the Dell Assistant Nation podcast, this is Kevin Henry signing off and wishing you nothing but success ahead.